And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. But still, yeah. It's, Lock yeah, Talk it's, Radio. It's I'm not even dressed. Well, then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review, the official podcast of RUScreening.com. I totally you did, did that, that on purpose. Yeah, just I to did that. Make me look. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week we are uh, too busy to even tell right. you. Right. We can't even tell you all the things that we're going to do, much less do <laughs> right, them. Right, right. We are uh, – our main focus is Elysium. All the weeks that we've had this summer and all the people – I don't know how many emails you've gotten about it. I've had people tell me specifically. Yeah. They, they just say, why didn't you guys do this movie? Still waiting on Fast 11 or whatever that segment was. All the weeks we had multiple films to go see. Yeah. And this is the week that we knocked the doors off the films. Like there's like seven right. films we saw and this was the week we right. chose to and, do it. Like there were other weeks where I there know. were there, so many films we didn't There cover. totally I, were, but it just, it worked out. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things going on where it's, you know, the stars align and then everything happens. And then not only yeah. that, but we still didn't see the number two movie at the box office. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to, not, not for right. a while not anyway, not until somebody forces me to see it. But uh, anyway, we're doing Elysium is kind of our main right. movie. And how we forgot that last week, you're right. I have no idea. We were like, you know, I think person. it like came out on Wednesday or yeah. something. And so it just didn't come up on the, uh, right. on, the, on, the pay, on the calendar in the right way <laughs> yeah, that we that were that we missed it anyway. And then uh, we're also going to do Percy Jackson because we also saw that. Yep. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of Planes because yep. I saw that. Yep. And, you know, before we even get to uh, stuff that's in the theaters, I want to mention a couple of things coming out on DVD because right. uh, also, as we say every once in a while, you know, when stuff's coming out on DVD, go back and find our old shows. Yeah. And see if you need to own that they're, on on DVD. They're right? timeless. They our, are. Our podcasts are timeless. They are. Wait until we get our uh, you know best of CD out on the shelves. <laughs> That'll, That'll be, be awesome. cool. That'll be great. Um, we need to be in the Gandolfini books for that. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what we're right. gonna do. So, um, but this recently anyway, um, Oblivion just came out. Right. And uh, you know it really kind of struck me, especially now we're seeing Elysium. So that kind of like ties in sort of bit, to the yeah. like sci-fi oblivionness, whatever. And uh, you know, going back to when that movie came out, that really now now we've seen a whole bunch of summer yeah. fantasticness mm -hmm. uh, allegedly, right? right. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Oblivion is still hanging around with me. Yeah, uh, I still really had a good time with that. Yeah, and you know, we talked about this last night after we. Uh, Got got out of the the movie, or actually Friday night, right? I guess. Um, well, because we saw Percy Jackson yesterday. yesterday now it's, right. it's all See, a friggin' so blur. Yeah, just, seriously, yeah, I told you. Um, 
you know, there's it, it's it's a weird movie that it would stick with me so much. Yeah. I wouldn't think that it would kind of stick with me, but you know, every once in a while, I like thinking about that movie, going, you know what, that was actually that was really fun. good, yeah. and. And we talked about our expectations, and maybe that had something to do with it because yeah. I I just did not have high hopes for that. Yeah, I would say I thought that was going to be better going in than I thought like After Earth was going to be going in because right. I had no expectations for that, right? But I, yeah. I didn't have great expectations for Oblivion. Yeah, and then boom, I, I was like, yeah. well, right. what happened there? Because right. I don't, the marketing was all wrong for that. It was, I all guess, wrong. because I, that I movie was not stands. sold yeah. at all. Yeah. But anyway, that's out on on it, on Blu-ray. And that's too bad, because we saw it because that was the big film that week. But if it had been a week like this, where yeah, there had been exactly. other things, we would have skipped it, well, we, we might have made said, a mistake. You know, forget about Tom that would have been That would have been and, an error. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and not one that would have been our fault. Right, but uh, right, <laughs> but true. We, no, it's true. There's a lot of marketing. But it, there. Uh, yeah, the trailers for that did not sell me on going. Oh, hooray! I have to go see that. You know, right. I don't know. It's just, right. But anyway, it turns out to be really good. So go pick that one up, and yeah. uh, you know, go back and check out our review of it, and right. uh, we'll tell you all about how great it is. Another one coming out that we have not done anything, but uh, now on on DVD is um, what Maisie knew, right, and. Uh, you know, I've actually so far only watched like half of that because <laughs> there's too much stuff going on. Right. But man, is that a cool movie? Yeah. And it's uh, you know Skarsgård from uh, True Blood is yep. in it, and it's you know whatever the the reimagining update of Henry James story. It's really right. really cool. That's I cool. mean, so far it's really cool, and that's kind of one of those little well, sleepery things that's just going to kind of get shuffled into the yeah. you know when as you're looking down the blu-ray aisle yeah, you know, right. that's not going to jump out at you if it's so good what's keeping you from the whole thing like has it been situational or it's is just it, it's it, just been the last like four days you oh, know okay, I, right. I got the dvd it's just been that you know i i watched trance yesterday right. uh which i had not caught up to now and that is a movie that's uh came out a couple weeks ago actually but Really good movie yeah. until you get to the end, and then it's just not that great. If you yeah. can kind of let the end wash over you maybe and not pay that much attention to it or right. not <laughs> get that much into it. But the first you know, like hour of it, really good Danny Boyle like yeah. at his best, really. I mean, yeah. really, really good. And then it just kind of falls apart at the end because, you know, it could be a personal thing. I don't like where the story goes. I think it gets right. a little silly, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. But that may not be the case for everyone. Yeah. But um, that, you know, what Maisie knew, that's one that, you know, you go into Best Buy or something. It's not going to have – there's not going to be 50 of them there <laughs> at the front. So I just right. wanted to throw that one out. That's it, It's a really good, good movie. Yeah. So – uh, anyway, we've got uh, tons of stuff to cover, and I did want to throw one more thing out that uh, here where we are in uh, lovely Bangor, Maine, yep. as everybody knows, the uh, movie criticism hub of the East That's Coast it. where That's it all it. comes together, right? right? They have a little thing here uh, that has started out not too long ago, but is uh, turning into kind of a cool thing, and it's uh, Maine Internet Radio. Right. And we are currently in negotiations to be on main internet radio and they will air our shows. So we cool. will keep you posted on that. Nothing is 
absolutely set in stone yet, right. but you may be able soon to pick us up just by listening to that. So first Maine, then New England, then the world. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's on the internet, the internet, so yeah. it already could be the right. world, right? Right. Not that people all over the world don't already listen to us. And I wish they would. I wish they would still put and, their uh, locations in their emails, man. I love that part. Yeah, uh, we've got the chat room open and the phone is open. If you're listening to this live, you've got the phone number in front of you and the chat room is right there. Throw out your questions on any of these movies yeah. at any time as we're going. And uh, if you call in, you know, hold the line because right. it we'll may take it, it may be a second before we notice that you're right. there because. It, it's not a big, giant light that flashes. Anyway, <laughs> right. Um, so I think I'll just I'm just going to talk planes. about planes real quick. Um, you know, I I just didn't love it, but uh, I, you know, it's kind of a disappointing thing with Monsters University and this hitting like back to back because, yeah. you know, they're they're both good, and <laughs> if they weren't Pixar. Yeah, I probably would like them better, actually. And yeah. it's a it's a weird thing of your expectations, as we were just talking about, you know. But man, for Pixar, I want seriously awesome at this point, right? I want I, I want it to tie yeah. their awesomeness. It's always got to be at their bar, not the bar, right? Because they set the bar for a lot of other places, but their bar is a little bit different. Right. And it's got to be at least as good as their bar, not like around that range, but you've right. got to keep a little bit higher every and, time. And these two movies are, you know, not living up to their bar for me. They're they're both pretty good. They're both – the kids like them. They're – you know, they're both – they both have some great moments, and Planes has some really good parts in it. Yeah. But, you know, it – I think it just – overlays cars way too much and it's too familiar and the way that the plot plays out is just too kind of standard too obvious and everything and that's just not what i want for right. pixar but i will say this if you look at metacritic it's really getting hammered and i think i think that's not how bad it is Right. It is either. It's not. I mean, the last time I looked at Metacritic, it was like thirty or did you see maybe Rotten, even lower or something. I don't even know. Did you see Rotten Tomatoes for it? I didn't. I didn't look at Rotten Tomatoes yet, but it's not as low as that. Right. But it's a lot of fun, and you know, it's like the kids loved it. Right. That's a big. But that's not what I'm looking for from Pixar. You know, right. that's that's every animated right goofballness that comes out that bugs me about animated movies right yeah and and the kids are probably going to like most of them right. they may not love them all or right. whatever but the kids really like this but i and, and i i liked it too but i just was disappointed that it wasn't better right and it's just not up to pixar standards so yeah and you didn't see it so that's where i we missed are. that one that's where we are on planes but so your um, your rule has to stand on that yeah it's like 38 i'm like uh oh, that's not so good and, and and you know it's funny because that's like, you know, forty is like two stars, and yeah. and I'm probably like two and a half stars maybe. Yeah. Even though I'm saying it's not that bad, and then I'm giving the same rating as what I'm saying it's it's not as bad as that, but I'll give it the same rating. But so welcome to the show. Makes it, right, makes right. Some, make something out of that, I guess. Right. But. Um, you know, it's it's close to three stars. It's just that well, thirty eight you know, is like an average. average. Is like right, thirty eight is thirty an is average a means of, of, of what, all what people are giving people, it. Right. But then that means people are giving it even worse than that. Right. Which you know, how bad? It, it's not that bad. Right. <laughs> it's not, right. How bad could it really be? 
I mean, right. sure, what are you going to give it, like, 10? I don't know. Uh, maybe some people hated it. I don't know. Wow. I, I don't know what the thing would be and there, I'm not but. And I'm not trying to lead you, but just so we get it, because I'm looking at it. And Percy Jackson's, on an average, got a 39. Right. I mean, well, that's, and that's not that's not fitting either. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so Planes, you know, great for the kids. Go and see it. It's worth going to see. I did not see it in 3D. I don't know if it well, maybe needs that's, maybe to be that's in 3D. The I don't know. I don't at. know what that is. It's just yeah. that everything is a little too simple and straightforward. And he's the crop duster, and it's this big, crazy, uh, you know, worldwide, all around the world race where it's separate legs. Is it? And is it? When you say it's back and forth. When you say it's like a like. Uh, basically an overlay of cars. I mean, is there is the crop duster basically mater just with wings? Is it that kind of overlay? You know what I mean? No. Like, okay. No, but there is a there. The, you know what I mean? The, though, the right? crop like duster just, is you, like you take the guys Lightning McQueen, okay. right? right? Except that Lightning McQueen in cars was already really good, right? And and doing well and got a big head about it, right? And this is just kind of a flip where you know he's a crop duster and he obviously is not built for this kind of racing and stuff. And he has like a little buddy gas truck thing. That's kind of like a mater ish yeah. okay. kind of a thing. Right. And then there's a, you know, there's the old plane that teaches him to be better that, right. you know, fits sure. into everything. There's the green bad guy racer car. And I right. mean, he, you know, he's even the same color. Right. It's yeah. like, well, uh, hey, product placement. I and you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just not as good as I wanted it to be. Right. And, that's probably enough about planes. Yeah. It's, you know where you know where you are. You're going to see it anyway because you're going to take right. the kids. Right. So what difference does it make? Right. But who cares what their rating is or yeah. what critics say about it? It right. makes no difference. <laughs> uh, okay, so Percy Jackson. I think we'll just uh, try to do Percy Jackson real quick because there's a lot of stuff to talk about uh, with Elysium, including, as I mentioned just before we went on the air, there's an Entertainment Weekly article about the end of Elysium. Elysium is going to be totally spoiler. Uh, right. Just just to throw that out because right. there's no point talking about it without spoiling everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's just well, uh, part of the part of the otherwise it's just like well you've seen the trailers. Right. Part of the Go difficulty. See it. <laughs> part of the praise or the difficulty is in with the ending. So. It's 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 it, for me it, there's a lot of stuff you have to spoil yeah. in order to talk about it. Even the stuff that's good about it, the stuff that's bad about it. The uh I think very strange uh Charlto Copley character. Yeah. Because I think that character is weird and gone wrong and doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense anyway. But right. Um, anyway, so uh, Percy Jackson, you know, this this is one where uh, oddly not a lot of hype for it. I didn't think. Yeah. I, I didn't see a whole lot of uh, ads for it and everything. And you know, there's there's kind of two worlds going on with this movie. And it's like, one is like, we're really trying to make a good movie. Mm-hmm. And, and the other side is we're just trying to make some money because we made a first one. So let's make a second one. Right. And they kind of clash in a weird way in the final product here. And, but ultimately, uh, you know, the first movie we've both said before, the first movie we liked more than we thought we would I, probably. I thought it was surprisingly fun and, and surprisingly and great. Yeah, I thought it was good. Really, and the, really the only thing that really held me back on the first one was I felt like the special effects budget was yeah. not enough because there were too many things going on where I was like, man, that just, it looks goofy. It, right. it doesn't look like a big budget major motion yeah. picture thing. Right. Anyway. And, and this one, at least I didn't have that problem with it. 
we got right. some more budget going right. on in the special effects, and we didn't look at the satyr's legs as often, <laughs> so we didn't have to worry about it, maybe. Yeah. But this one, um, so you go through, and now we're at this point where we have the daughter of Ares is the king of the world of our little camp right. <laughs> of people, and Percy Jackson is going through this weird... I don't know, self-doubt a, a demigod thing about crisis. Yeah. Right, exactly. Am I good enough? He's, ha- he's having like an 18-year-old midlife crisis. And, you know, I picked up the book for this yeah. after, after we watched it. And the book starts out talking about how, like, he's in eighth grade or something. And yeah. I'm like, so we've adjusted things there quite a bit yeah. because yeah. we're clearly, you know, we're pushing 20. We're talking about this. Uh, we're talking about this. There's a prophecy. Uh, prophecy that. To- that has to do with him being 20 or, you know, talks about him being 20. And at the end of this movie, you know, there's a lot that could happen between now and 20. Right. But there's not that much like you're in it's eighth alluded, grade. Right. It's there's... alluded that you're around 17, 18. Right. There's still a couple years, but not seven years, you know. And, yeah. and yeah, now, as you see in the trailers, we need to get the Golden Fleece. And the movie kicks off with uh, somebody getting killed. Zeus makes her into a tree, which creates a magical barrier that protects the whole place in the first place. Yep. And the tree gets poisoned and we all know who did it, even though we don't know at first, but um, there's this really cool mechanical bull magic creature, which that was all like really cool. I thought. And, and it's weird because it, it starts off when they have the uh, demigod wipeout competition right. where you have to <laughs> climb up this crazy thing that's got the little poles that are swatting you and everything. Yeah. And I swear to God, like, I really thought somewhere up that up the line there were going to be some big red balls. It, <laughs> yeah. was, it was such a little wipeout nod. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, and something that apparently is not in the book, or at least oh. – or at least my twelve-year-old does not right. remember it being in the right. book. I don't know if it's in the book, but and and then you know, so Percy doesn't win because he's helping someone. Yeah, and he's being heroic and hur- victorious. Hur- hooray for him! Right, right. and because he doesn't realize that it's all about winning, and that's the lesson he needs to learn at the end of the book. Uh, no, wait. Anyway, um, and we've got. So we need to get the Golden Fleece because this tree's been poisoned. The Golden Fleece can heal anything, which I thought, it, you know, there's certain things in this in this movie where uh, we talked about this where I and, – and actually in Elysium and other movies right. where I don't feel like we're really committing to the fact that these people live in this world that we're creating mm-hmm. so much as we're going, well, I have to do certain things because it's a movie and so this is what will happen. Because at a certain point, they need to, like, look up in their demigod pad. I love that they had iPads. I thought that was awesome. I did, too. It was pretty cool. That was really cool. But the thing that I didn't like about it is, like, if you just think about things for a second, like, if you don't think at all and you just go along, then you're fine, right? But if you even just think for a second, right, like, how do they not know the Golden Fleece anyway? They should just go, we need to heal something, the Golden Fleece. They don't need to – Maybe that's just their world that they're in. They just know that stuff. They don't have to look it up. She's, like, going – 
I don't know. Let's see if I can find anything well, again, that will help us. Again, it's it's Harry Potter-ish. you got the human right. kid who got brought into the world late. And he, still, he might not know. But then you've got the Hermione who's yeah, the daughter of wisdom. But she is the daughter of the right. goddess of wisdom. So, it, How does before, she not know? Just before we get go- well, she does know she's got the iPad. The, no, the that's not head. what being the daughter of the goddess it of wisdom be, means. It might be, because now I am, because I've got one. I could be the, the, the son of wisdom. Um, yeah. But here, here's a small thing. This is this is when you make the mistake, and it's not just because we're adults. It, just because you brought up the whole, you know, you need the golden fleece thing, and, it, and the golden fleece, if you rest it upon anything, it heals whatever it needs to be healed. Right. But no one seems to recognize or catch that, you know, later in the film, to get the golden fleece, you have to take it from the Cyclopean monster who has it. Right. And he's as as is in keeping with the real the traditional story yeah. of. Of the Golden Police. No one seems to catch just, and these are the little things that keep popping up that are distracting if you just pay attention to the story, which is what you just alluded to. Right. Like, don't look too close. The Cyclops has bad vision, which is one of the reasons why, you know, the infiltrator can live there. But, but he's, he's wearing, but the, he's golden wearing the gold fleece. Exactly. And he's been having that fleece on him for a long time, right. yet his vision doesn't get me. I mean, these are just little things that you're like, that's convenient because right. we need it. But let's not pay too much attention because then, well, you're just paying too much attention. Right. So anyway, just funny little moments that right. kept coming up and were bothersome. Like, again, we were talking outside, you know, you're the daughter of wisdom. Like, come up with something. Exactly. You know? um, yeah. See, now that, like, threw me. Now, uh, before we say too many negative things, right, I, we should say that I I liked the movie. I, I, well, thought, it, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, what was your plane review? Two stars, you said? <clears throat> you said give or take two, two stars? And a half, two and a half. Okay. Two and a half, maybe three, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Somewhere around there. Pushing it, it. yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, for me, I thought this was like four. Yeah. Because I thought this was like, uh, I think you have to try and be fair to the movie. Yep. And, and as you know, if you've listened to our, our whole spiel on ratings, you know, I think, what is this trying to be? I think you have to approach the movie from what is it trying to be? Is, is this trying to be the next, like, Oscar winner movie? Right. No, it's trying to be something that's based on a book for 12-year-olds. Yeah. It's like you gotta, you got to come to it with some kind of fair, right. uh, you know, objective-ish, yeah. uh, you know, standard of what you're looking at. And, you know, ultimately, this is a kid's movie. You can't, for all of the problems that we have with the movie – when we're talking about stuff like this, like, for example, it really bugs me that we don't do anything with the fact that she's the daughter of the goddess of wisdom. Right. Everybody else gets something right. from Somebody. their god their parent, parentage, yeah. and it means something to like who they are and what they can do and right. blah, 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 right? She's the daughter of of the goddess of wisdom and we do nothing with that ever in, in the first she film, could be she could be the the daughter of any random right, god right and it wouldn't change anything that happens in the movie in the because she doesn't ever do anything right. she's just a person who happens to be there right she she gets the she moniker could be, she could just be human right she gets them exactly she gets the moniker of this because everyone's ha- supposed to having one but she doesn't get any benefit Right from it, she has to be and, there for some reason. So we have to right. attach a god. To and in her. the first film, she was a she was pretty badass. Like she was fighting. She was. It was almost like she was the daughter of Ares. Right. Like, but she was a strategic kind of asset. She understood these things and it applied, and you believed it. Right. Here, it's kind of like you just forget in, it. In this movie, know, that yeah, there's, whatever. There's nothing. You know? We we have other stuff so. to do, and we pass over. Well, it. I so so like that's a problem that we have. Yeah. But you have to give that kind of a problem 
Yeah. It, you have to put it in perspective, weigh it, weigh it of, in perspective of yeah. where this movie is. And, you know, for a movie that's based on a book for 12-year-olds, right. it's, it's just like, you know, the Harry Potter movies. I yeah. mean, you like the Harry Potter movies or don't like the Harry Potter, Potter movies, but you don't judge them on, like, the same scale as when you're, you know, giving your opinion on movies that really are, like, you know, we, we see, like, Les Miserables last year right. and then see the next Harry Potter movie, you can't, like, judge to hold those up next to each other as though they were... Right, because Les Mis would lose in my books. But anyway. similar things, right. Well, you know, I had a lot... We, we talked about it, and we nailed a lot of the negatives. And it wasn't just us. Y- your son came with us. He, he had the same kind of things. He was like, right. this didn't make sense. And we're like, yeah, that's right, you know? And... For me, it was still enjoyable because when it's working and when it's fun, it's comfortable and it's fun. And it's right. it's an enjoyable film. It's three and a half stars for me because most of the stuff that were bothersome, whether it was derivative, like the really crappy Harry Potter night bus scene. Right, exactly. Really me. That, that's it didn't trust something we own, need to talk about, too. It just didn't trust its own material enough to stand strong with it. And when it did decide to stand strong with its own material, it either succeeded or failed based on how closely they were paying attention to it. When those when those highs and lows work, you know, when they're really paying attention to it and it's their own strengths, the movie's really, really great. Right. And when it just forgets and gets confusing and it rips off other films because it thinks like maybe that's the catering we maybe have to do. Maybe this is like a fun scene we have to throw in some or laughs. If you've right. ever heard if you've ever heard a guy like Kevin Smith talk about after the fact how executive producers want a specific thing in a movie, like for him right. it was the big mechanical spider when he was writing Spider Man. He's like, that doesn't really fit into the world. Maybe this, maybe somebody was like, you know what? I love the night bus, and I want something right. like that. Put that in here. So and you've got to find a way to do it. Taxi. So you don't, you don't right. blame the writer for it, per se, although it's his name on it. But you do. there's a chain of blame on that. Right. And maybe that's it. But that's when it falters. And then later, when it's just downright mistaken and bad, like that's, that's just terrible. Right. You know? So I really thought it was going to be on par with the first one, and it's it's not as good for me as the it's first not one. Quite, it's weird. Right. It's like your gripe with the first one was not close. It is close. Right. Yeah. The the gripe I I've heard from you on the first one is it was really fun and surprising, just not very budget minded. And right. this one, a lot of budget, but at a price that I would have taken the first one for. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but it's still, it's still, it's not worth you know the thirty eight or thirty nine it's getting from Metacritic at all. No, I mean, I'm, I don't we're think putting so. it up in the sixties and seventies and eighties. I mean, this is this is a fun time. I think you know. it I think it's really good and for a movie like this, you know, very specifically this kind of movie based on a book that's right. young adult or whatever, yeah. you don't get a lot of, you know? And not even really yeah. I, I don't even know that the Harry Potter movies completely count for me because Well you hate them, so this is I don't hate them, but I don't them. I don't love yeah. them as much as everybody else. But yeah. you know, the third one I really like. Yeah. Well that's good. One out of eight. That that one is that you one know? is really good. The last two I think are horrible, but <laughs> oh, but uh the other ones I you know I don't mind them. They're okay. Yeah. But I don't know that they're exactly even though they seem like they should be in exactly the same category as this movie, I don't think they're exactly right. in the same category because this is you know, it's a little bit more adventurous and a little bit more for older kids, where by the time you get to older kids with the Harry Potter, we're so stuck in like the earlier movies and kind of keeping it on par that I don't know that we're still for like older kids. 
or whatever. But well, it's tricky too. That, just, that could just be me. Not, and I'm, this isn't a big thing because we do have other stuff to talk about. But Harry Potter exists for a long time in one location. It's the castle. Right. You know, this is a British or this is a uh, an English experience. These things from the get go are worldwide. You go right. everywhere, and that affords you an, uh, a certain amount of leeway with a lot of things, but it also holds you accountable to do certain things too. Right. And maybe one of the things that's problematic is they have too much leeway. You know, the, the leash is too long in the beginning. Maybe. Maybe. I, I haven't read all the books, so I don't know. know. But, but anyway. But anyway, this is, a, I think, a category that you don't get a lot of movies right. in that category. And I wish you did. So you know, I. I, I wish you got more movies that were, that TV were a lot closer to this. Yeah. Without having to be animated, or right. it, you know, it's there's just not exactly the market where you're putting out movies like this. And as much as I don't like a lot of things, and like, like we said, there are two or three parts in this movie where you could become confused and think that you're in a Harry Potter movie. Right. And one of them is when they get in that taxi and uh, they got the witches and everything, yeah. and the whole feel of what we're watching changes. Yeah, it, it does. really feels like a different movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get out and we're in DC and we're back in the right. movie the we were in before. Yeah. And it, it's very, you know, distancing from That's the from worst everything. scene in the whole film for me. That whole moment, but I think. Other than that, right. I I liked it and I yeah. I thought it was fun and it I is. think it, you know it's it's got its problems, but you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Nothing that I nothing that I said, okay, this is garbage. I mean nothing that right. is so bad that right. it really, really turns you off of it. And and I you know, I'm pretty comfortable with four stars. Yeah. So Yeah. All right, so that's that. And now, seriously, like, bing. I mean, we got to, like, get to other stuff because now we got to do Elysium. Elysium. And as I said before, we're totally going to spoil this movie. Right. Uh, right. There, There's no way. If you don't want this to be spoiled, then you need to go see so, it first. I, I will tell <laughs> you right now that I think that I am really comfortable at three stars. Huh. Yeah. And and that's that's about as good as I can make it for me, even though – that's okay. Uh, yeah. For a lot of it, I was really having a good time. Yeah. And I, I really liked a lot of it. And then ultimately, somewhere I have to hold you accountable for the story and the parts of it that are goofy. As much as I like, yeah. as much as I like uh, Blomkamp, and I think uh, Matt Damon was really pretty good in it. Yep. And I thought Jodie Foster was exactly how I thought she was going to be in it. You weren't. You weren't. <laughs> you weren't pleasantly surprised, or even the most bit like I, validated. She I was, was just not. like what you thought. Uh, I was not. Because I, thought... I thought you would come out of that being a little bit happier with what you got. Because I didn't think she was like she was represented in the I, trailer. I would have. No, I, I think that's true. I think I that I think she yeah. looks worse in the trailer than she does in the I movie. Agree. I but agree. I still didn't. You know, I would have really loved to see somebody else be that character. Yeah. I, I would have yeah. really loved it if they would have picked somebody else. Tilda Swanson would have been who, awesome. Who that. could have like uh, just I don't know. There's there's a a weird kind of fakeness to the evil in her for me. Mm-hmm. She's and that's. I think part her and part we could have done the character a little differently because, you know, she's so evil about it. Well, (laughs) and she doesn't really need to be. She she could be somebody who more convincingly comes across as like legitimately having that point of view. Yeah. That isn't an evil point of view. Right. It's just a kind of a like 
functional point of view right. or something, right. and that's her position. Well, and it didn't for me. It just made her seem like I'm I'm not doing this because I think it's the right thing. I'm doing it because I think it's evil and that's fun. Right. You know, right. I mean, it's like I disagree a little. I think it's part her and part me. But the me part isn't to blame. Even the part me is still part her. I've never seen her portray villainy. So just because she's in the bad hat, because she's wearing the black hat, I'm supposed to believe it. No. Right. I don't believe for a second watching her as an actress, even though when I watch her in other roles, I believe it perfectly right. that she pulls this off because she's not villainous. And just because she's the villain, I be, don't believe right, it. And right, that's, my, that's right. my part. Like I've never seen her do it. Other characters who played good and bad in films or just you know protagonist and antagonist doesn't have to be the bad guy um, they can do that and I can believe it because I've seen it and I just don't see it in her even though she issues the edict and walks very brisk and she turns right. I get it those are the nuances of someone but you're pretending you're not that person right for me that's that's where that is but you know I wanted to I really really wanted to give this more and I'm not giving it a lot less I'm I'm with you I'm at like three maybe three and a quarter but it's right there and I really wanted to give it three and a half or four. Right. And I love, and we'll get into it, I love the the allegory. I love what it's supposed to represent. And for me, that's not enough to, to carry it, you know, a long way. It's enough to get me to a certain point. Right. And there's a there's a lot that's really fun about the film, a lot that's really great, a lot that's really, you know, fun to look at, not just aesthetically, but like as in a reflection kind of way. But the mistakes that are there are really kind of hard to get by, especially when you've got the budget, the resources, the talent, and the history that this guy's got. Right. If this were his first movie, I'd be like, wow, this guy's going to do some more work. But right. it's not. It's, right. it's another film that looks just like his first movie, and I mean that in a complimentary way. But like what we were saying, at this point, he should be upping his game a little I don't feel like he fully did that. Right. I don't feel like he fully pushed it there. So I'm I'm right around three stars. I'm at three stars too. Right. So so okay, we're both three stars and But I think for different reasons, especially now when we get into this entertainment weekly thing, which probably, is gonna be maybe. very typical of us to like the same thing, dislike different things, right. but still come to the same conclusion. Right. And so and but on the other hand, even though it's only three stars, I do recommend it pretty. Highly. I do too. I uh, think it's worth. I had I had a lot of fun with the parts that were fun, and yeah. I I just think it's got enough flaws in it that that I can't like it more, even though I kind of want to, and yeah. I recommend it that's at that I, level. That's how I feel. Rather than I can rate it at that level right. or something, right. you know. Um, but as I said, we're totally going to spoil this. So if you right. if you've seen the. Uh, previews i mean you have a fairly good idea and i thought it was interesting like you were talking about you know there's the allegory part of it and there's the what we're trying to say and there's all this you know kind of stuff going on and there was a uh you know just a quick sound bite of blomkamp talking about it and when he was talking about how he kind of got the idea and everything and he wanted to take something that you know takes the difference in economic status yeah right and takes the the lowest of the low, basically, and the highest of the high, and turns them into physical places right. that you go to. Like, yeah. you go to having a lot of money, right. and you go to not having any money right. as a place, and you're there. And, you know, most everything he's trying to say about society and the problems and everything, yeah. you know, those are parts of the movies that work really well. Yeah. Especially because I agree. he doesn't say it. 
Yeah. It's he just he makes shows it, it and you see it. And it's yeah. there, but he doesn't overly talk about right. it. It's you it's know. always there too. Like in every background, right. every every establishing shot, everything on earth anyway, you know. Right. It's there. So you've got Matt Damon who you know used to be a really bad guy and stole cars and he's been in prison and whatever right. and he's he's working at the factory. Um, which, you know, for a long time when you were watching the previews, I was like, nothing happens on Earth, though. They're just, they can't just all <laughs> right. exist in squalor. But no, there are factories and there are, there is business that happens on Earth. And it's just that the, you know, multi billionaire people, whoever they are, right. that live on uh, Elysium, the, the gigantic, Floating station, space station, you know, right? Yeah. They, they they'll come down to run the business once right. in a while or whatever. And especially uh, there's the one guy and the one business that is a big giant thing. And basically, he makes the robots right. that are the police force and the protection and the run everything. And and they actually were surprisingly cool. Yeah, in I like the movie. those. I like the way. Um, there's another clip that I heard of an interview with uh, Matt Damon where he was talking about, uh, you know, Neil describing the robots as instead of just being robots and they have guns and they're the police and yeah. they're mm-hmm. badass just because, look, they're robots. Right. They're more like they are, you know, downloaded with, you know, Navy SEAL mm-hmm. mentality right. and like, you know, they, they are the people. Yeah. If you had people who were like super trained protectors, right. they would sort of act like that instead of just acting like usually, you know, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, you know, usually cool. you see a robot and they just go, well, I'm a robot. That's all you need to know, right? right. I'm an indestructible right. machine and, and yeah. that's that's all there needs to be. It was a little different and I yeah. thought that was cool. They that's actually funny. kind of They actually kind of act like, you know, Super yeah. secret service people who used right. to be ex-military or whatever, and they yeah. they stand in front of you while they're walking, and they hold their arm out, and they move in front of you, and they yeah. you know they really kind of do more than just right. They don't just say I'm a robot, right? or you know, yeah, they they actually act like. So, um, Matt, we see flashbacks of Matt Damon uh, when he's really young, and he wants to go to Elysium, and he, right. you know, there's. There's a little bit of kind of schmaltziness going on to these flashbacks where he's uh, he was <laughs> sorry <laughs> that well that's broken now but, yeah um, well, he's like in a orphanage or whatever and he yeah. meets this girl that he will meet up with later for no real reason <laughs> that doesn't really come together for to deliver any points yeah. or anything it's just something that conveniently happens so that he can have somebody that he knows right. Because otherwise, what's he got? Right. It, it, nothing would matter to him, right? right? I mean, because that's the position he's in is that nothing matters to him. He's right. he's a guy who he works in this factory. He's on parole. Yep. With whatever that might mean in this situation of right. Earth that we have, like who would care if right. you're on I'd parole? Like, would it make any difference? Whatever. Right. Um, right. That's, he, that's a good he point. gets they, his parole extended, and he's really unhappy. That's a great point. But we have no idea why. Y- they should have had just some hint, even if it was false, even if it was a flat-out government lie, where if you're on parole, there's no way you can get to Elysium. Right. Or just, just a consequence. Or something, it, or something right. that you could get 
some you could tiny higher step Somewhere. up on Earth. Or it's something. not even hinted. It's basically like you're you've just bought yourself another ten months of parole, and he's like, yeah, whatever. All right, great. Right. What I mean, and like, is that sarcasm? He's like, no, I'm happy. Well, except you that know, except that he is upset but, about it. Right. He's he like is. he's like, no way. Well, you're gonna give me extend my parole for that, right. and he's upset about it. Except why? What well, you get, could have made? And you get the sense that's a character thing. Like he wants to really clean his record and right. be better, right. but there's no gravity. To it, no right. pun intended. There's just no sense to it. So. There, there is kind but of right. like we've established the Earth as so bad. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you that go. to be in the worst right. position on Earth. Right. What? Who would who care? Cares? I mean, right. un- unless you're actually in <laughs> prison right now, which that must really that be must awesome, really be right? right. You must be in a hamster wheel creating energy <laughs> for Los Angeles. Right. At that who point. knows? Yeah. So it's really horrible. You know, another yeah. thing that I thought is a little weird about Elysium, and as much as it's uh, fantastic looking. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen some things on the Internet where people have complained that it has an atmosphere because there there's no there's no top. Right. They just fly in and then they fly under. It's like it, a big it, gated except, community. Except like you just drive in. Except here, here's the thing. So, I, I have to go on record and uh-oh. and reply to – I've seen a few different people complain about that really? online. Yeah. And that actually makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's exactly how that would work. Yeah. That. That is scientifically accurate. They want domes and I, I'm and sure want, yeah. that he did not do this and go, I'm not even going to ask any scientists if that makes any sense. <laughs> right. I, I, I think right. he probably called a couple of people or had the studio call a couple right. of people and go, would that make any sense? Right. And is, is there anything to yeah. that or am I just making crazy crap up, right? Email and, Marky. And, and no, exactly. At, you can you, you know, can send me your email if you want. But right. the thing – the thing spins. Right. It you know and create, it does, creates, it creates its gravity, own gravity, right. and it has an atmosphere that is held in by its own. Right. Anyway, <laughs> Superman's cape wouldn't. Look but like here's that. the problem that I had with Elysium. Right. Is that uh, for as magnificent as you want to make it, and as awesome as it is, and we see ships. And by the way, in this world, I mean, there's like having a ship that will take you into space to that thing is pretty much the same as having a car. Right. I mean, it's and it just like, no you just I mean, go, it takes like 30 bang, seconds you're there. there. Right. right. Um, but the, the earthbound people who are not supposed to go there, right. they have this these is... old clunky things, but no, the problem that I have with Elysium is that it's too big. Yeah. It, it there are too many people there. Yeah. It, it, when you see them fly into it and the amount of space There's that a lot of they travel and yeah. how big it is and how many even if you had, you know, two people have one giant thing in a right. 80 bedroom house or whatever. Right. It's too big for me. Uh for me I'm like there shouldn't be that many people on it. There are it, it, it's, I thought, it's got too many residents of Elysium, I think. I thought this when I saw it. And not, then that, when I, not that that makes it. No, I know, but it, it's a it's a thing of note. I thought when I saw it, the same thing. And then when I saw it kind of fly in past the gate, you know, there's not really a gate, but it's like a, a border, and it comes in low into the atmosphere, and you start seeing the spaciousness of people's homes. Right. Really, again, this is the part of the film. Uh, every, everyone the has, like... 5,000 right. acres this is, or this something. This is the Who thing knows? that I really like about the film, one of many that actually, and it's the allegory, that this is where the 1% live, that they're right. not even problem. They don't even have the same problems that we do because they're literally a world away from us. Right. Like, and, and I looked at the whole station, you know, Elysium, as just being not totally all for everybody there. But if the 1% were up there, and again, 1% is a relatively small number who own all the stuff, 
but they still have like a lot of miles of property. So, but there's also got to be places for the defense office and the military stuff there and all right. that stuff. But it what? is a huge structure. That's yeah. true. And I just was like, that's a big thing for one percent. But that's the whole point. The one percent right. have the sure. biggest. Sure. Each know. each person in the one percent has their own. They've national got like park and by- <laughs> everything and whatever. Anyway. I don't know. It's you know, it's not that big a deal. I just yeah. it kind of struck me as I was watching it. I was like, that's a little too big. You have yeah. like if they had a whole other planet, yeah. it, it, it's too much. Anyway, um, so what happens in the story is that Matt Damon, because he's working for you know Bob the bastard one percent guy, who, right. whoever he is, who runs this company that makes the things. And, you know, the horrible working conditions and the way we treat our workers and all the things. He gets irradiated. Yep. And he's got five days to live. Right. Now the clock's ticking. And so, right. Now the clock's ticking. They give him some medicine that will keep him functioning for the next five days. But other than that, they're kind of like, okay, goodbye. And and the guy comes in and he's like, well, I don't want to mess up my towels that are in the thing. So get him out of here and whatever. And obviously we don't care. They're not really people. Yeah. And there's our political statement and everything. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, right, right, we've got Jodie Foster up on Elysium who's really pissed that the president of Elysium will not let her just kill everyone she wants. Right. And, uh, you know, they have like a kind of a discussion about it and everything. And the whole thing I thought was just a little too stereotypical yeah. evil bad guy for me, right. which I, you know, I expect something a little different, too, after we've gotten past District 9 right. and giving you more money and giving you awesome actors to work with and and pretty much, you know, free reign on on certain things. Yeah. Especially because there are certain things that happen in this movie that are good that yeah. wouldn't happen if you didn't have free reign. Right. Uh, like That's if you didn't true. if you didn't have a pretty long leash, there's stuff you wouldn't get away with. Right. And uh you know, we can't go into everything that happens in the movie, but Right. But anyway, she is conspiring with this same evil guy who makes the robots and who built the whole computer system that runs the defense of Elysium and everything. And she is basically conspiring to, like, commit a coup where he will create a part of a program that he can run that will reboot Elysium. And when it comes back up, you can tell it anything you want. You can... Right. She can just say that she's president no, of the president. universe right. and runs everything. Right. And I imagine, you know, there's kind of like a council and yeah. they vote. And I imagine what we'll do is we'll just say that she's God right. of the world. Right. And well, and it's all this computer code. So you believe that basically what it would say is like your votes don't count. Right. My vote counts. And because everything's electronic. All and, that and, and because and because yeah. really the robots do everything, yeah, right? right? I mean, it's no not human. There are yeah. no armed guards. People on Elysium don't have stockpiles of weapons where right. they will fight back against and the even guards. If they did, right? It wouldn't be as good as what they've right got. because they're, they're because they're, whoever's in charge has control of all the robots, right. and you know you're done. Yeah, right? right. Which is also kind of interesting, you know, commentary on. The 1% building themselves into a right. world that doesn't really exist in yeah. a way. And right. because, you know, ultimately they they can't do anything. It's like, uh, it, you know, it's like if you have one of the 1% people and, you know, when at one, at one point his ship is crashing. Yep. And he's got a couple of guards with him. Yeah. But other than that, it's a really big deal. 
right. that you might just be standing there because what can you do? Right. You can do nothing. Nothing. Without your robots around to yeah. protect you, you're nothing, yeah. right? You could have all the billions of dollars <laughs> you want. It, that guy's still going to stab you and, right. you know, whatever. Anyway, so it's kind of interesting that uh, all you have to do is put in the right code and you're in charge because right. no one can do anything without the robots, right? So it just coincidentally happens that this whole thing comes together when Matt Damon now really wants to get to Elysium because in Elysium they have the super med bay tables like from pods, Star Trek right. or whatever where you lay, you lay down yeah. on the table and it cures you of anything. It scans you for whatever is wrong and can fix it, whether it's broken right. bones, cancer, cancer leukemia, uh, which, anything, right? Yeah. And any kind of cancer, any kind of broken bones, any kind of problems you have. Even if your face gets blown off by a grenade. And see, now here's the thing. It can rebuild it you. It didn't have to go that far, right. and it became silly when it came that far. Well, because then it's just then a God it can just, Then it can just heal you from death. Right. I I'm mean, like, they're hey, like, we got some blood of... Phil here. Let's bring him back. Right. The, right. What they what they try to sell you on is that his brain conveniently was not damaged. So as long as your brain isn't damaged, right? All we did was right. blow your whole face right. off. Right. And it didn't, I guess, get enough to your brain. Right. Maybe it did some damage to his brain, and that's why he's a little crazy, right? Maybe. But but basically, as long as your brain is still intact, you could be dead, and we could bring you back. Right. Because we just turn your brain back on again, and, it's, and it's, you're fixed. It's the golden fleece, like and, and it in a very funny way. It didn't need to go that far no, because everything was fine until we brought that guy back from the dead. Right. He could have, you know, even if he would have just had the grenade blow a big hole in his stomach, maybe, right. and he's bleeding all over, and we got him to the table really fast. That would have been good. That would then, be okay. Then you would, but he's clearly believe. already dead. Right. You would believe at that point that even. Even in the hope and in the sight of everything that's happening, Matt Damon has a chance. Like you would think, because he's right, so because, irradiated. Because he is, he needs he's that. going to push the limits right. of the thing anyway. anyway. Right. And I get just with that, all his organs are. Yeah. And I get the. I, who knows? I get it can fix a broken bone. I get that it, it you know, it's set 150 give or take years in the future. And I get at that point maybe, you know, maybe leukemia is kind of an easier fix. Cancer might be an easier fix, but if right if, if, I've got if no there's face, something if there's something that he can grows just a face mark in like three seconds. I know, I know. He grows it, his it, face like really, really fast. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's fantastic. It, really, it's you're right. It just was like it. It needed to be at a the, seven, the, not a thirteen. The thing that bugs you know. me about it is that it didn't need it. I know. And it if it would have yep. if it would have needed that for some reason. And then right. you said, well, okay. we got to leave him in overnight or something. Get, right. I mean, make it easier for me to believe, but three seconds. I don't know. Dumb. But, uh, so. yeah, we just didn't need that scene. Anyway. He could have just been, you know, shot a couple times, yeah. stabbed or something. But, no, his whole head is blown off right. practically. And, it's, <laughs> and you yeah. know, anyway. So, um, right. So, anyway, so he's got to get to the thing now because he's irradiated and he's going to die. Right. So now it's like, how do you get there when no one can get there, right? Right. And it's not like we haven't seen people try. I like the setup for that whole thing, too, and, and it's partially their fault. Like, everything's shut down. There's no fly zone. Like, right. There's, no, there's right. a whole story there, and I like that. And and then they, they take the guy over, Yep. and what they want to do is just plug into his brain and steal all his codes and and information that he has so that they can just take all his money. Right. That's what they're hoping to do. But like many other heist movies – 
you know, we've seen before, they steal something that they don't know what they're stealing. And what they end up stealing is basically the key to the world. I mean, the, you just own the world now because we've set up this whole thing with Jodie Foster. So now obviously Jodie Foster really wants to get him. Right. And he really wants to get there even more. Right. They both want the same thing. They both want him there. Right. Well, she wants him dead, but she'll take it there. And, and then we've we've got the uh, Charlotte Copley guy yeah. is a secret undercover agent that she has on Earth that the actual higher ups on Elysium don't want her to have. Right. And we see him come into play earlier on when some people are trying to like escape to Elysium or right. whatever, and he shoots them down by launching missiles from, from Earth. Earth <laughs> yeah. Which. There are so many problems right there, it except just, that we want to get him right. into play. And they could have done it and, any and, number of other and ways. And he has to be on Earth. Right. And right, we could have done anything other than just launching missiles. So like Elysium has no defense of its own, that she right. could just shoot them down. And apparently, if she's going to shoot them down. Right, and apparently it never does, because it's not the first time you know, it's, that it's, this has happened. That immigrants right. land and try to rush other people's houses. So And then they get there. She's a really crappy secretary of the, defense, <laughs> if you think about it. Right. Like All she can do is call somebody and, on Earth. And they get there, and... You know, the robots just swoop in and arrest everybody, and it's sort of like the hope and plan is that you you bust in and you get to one of these med pods fast enough and get healed, and then they're going to send you back. But you go back healthy, healthy as you've ever been. Right. So maybe that's worth it. But no one's one's ever ever going to. No one's ever going to like get to stay. Right. You don't get anything. That's. I, well, I don't know. It, so it's very the whole thing is very weird. And again, we're we're ripping on it, and it deserves it. But it is. Until it gets silly and stupid, it's a really good allegory for immigration, illegal aliens, right. not only there, space aliens, there but are I mean, parts, people, people coming to America or wherever to get better health care, to get better things, and then we deport them. Like there's a whole undercurrent that works. It just would be better if it worked because they, they, uh, the overlaying right. story the, was better. There are certain parts that get a little silly and like, you know, maybe could we just like think about it for another, right. another month and like right. hold on Come to the script with, right. and look at stuff and everything. Yeah. But as much as we say that, you know, the the parts that are fun are really fun. And for like the first hour, you know, and I swear to God, every single movie that we see now, (laughs) it's like the first hour is really cool. You were like, I I think if this is like two hours, I'm leaving in an hour and a half because I I just I'm letting it stand. I did. But as the movie started, I mean, if you are uh, if you listen to us regularly, you will know that for the last like this two months, a summer. This has remember. been like every movie, and I said before the movie started, if this if I love this at an hour, I'm just leaving. I'm just going. I'm just gonna just go. Tell me if it gets any worse. Yeah, but uh, there are parts of it that get a little silly, but still, I loved Matt Damon, and he was I really kind of didn't think I was going to either. because yeah, I wasn't really sure going in that this was like his thing. Right. That he was going to really, even though you know we've seen him do action stuff and we've seen him do yeah. deeper stuff. But this is kind of a weird sci-fi twisty thing, and I wasn't sure he was going to be able to pull it off as much as I was going to want him to. Right. And he really did. I really, turns, I really liked him. Turns out it's right in his wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, in the same way that Mark Wahlberg is really designed and built for certain types of movies, this this thing didn't seem like it was him. But the moment he started it, I was like, wow, this is really Matt Damon stuff. Right. Like this is going to be so easy from from being just genial and you know 
when he's going to work and you see him interacting with everybody who's taunting him for going to work because they're basically like, what are you going to work for? Right. He's, We're not he's, getting any better. We're not he's going He's walking anywhere. out of his, you know, his little house. Right. His right. little shacky his, house. Yeah. Right. And the, uh, the neighborhood right. people. Whatever. And, and even, even all the way up to near the conclusion when things are going crazy on Elysium and he's putting um, Frey and her daughter who's sick and needs a med pod too – in an elevator, and he looks at her, and he says, "I'm right behind you." And you, you just see he's lying, but it's right. perfect. And that's a perfect Matt Damon moment, right? Like that's one of his highlight and, moments, and it's awesome. And, and it's it's and a really it so it's a really easy. good thing that you know there are certain things that are really hard to do, acting and acting in movies. Yeah. That it, when you see it happen, it doesn't seem like it's hard to do, right? And you know one of the one of the things that I say this all the time, and you know certain people, other critics in the world, maybe do not <laughs> believe that it's as hard to right. do as I think it is. But you know, to deliver something without saying anything, yeah, is actually really hard to do. Sure. And if you do it wrong, it really sucks. It, yeah. And when you do it right, it's great. And another yeah. thing that's really hard to do that he does here is. When you can deliver information to the audience and at the same time believably deliver different information to the person you're Character. talking to in the movie, yeah, right. like he does here. He says That's he's perfect. right behind her and she believes him. Right. And he's saying it in a way that she would believe him. Right. It's not obvious that he's lying to her. Right. But it is to us. We know, yeah. And that's really hard to do. It is hard. In it a way hard. that doesn't just make it seem silly. And he can do it any time in, in every film. Right. It's like, this is his thing. But, um, I, you know, you get a fair amount of him. And you're right about Frey and how she just is brought back just because you need a human validator, basically. He can't be on this mission alone. Right. And Spider, his, his co-conspirator, is... You know, he's basically like the underground's, you know, Machiavelli. She, she's he's, almost, she's almost like just uh, something that we threw into the movie as an excuse to make him more likable and relatable because he's got a person, right? And I just wish, and that was an easy fix for me too, because you get the sense as kids through flashbacks that they had this crush, they were really bonded. He promises to get her to Elysium. That's this. That's the whole right, surmise right, of right. this. And then eventually when she really does need to go, he can only like try to fulfill the promise. It fails because you understand that she disappears for like 20 years and then they just happen to see each other in an emergency room. Right. She needed to stay in his life. She didn't have to be his girlfriend. If she could have been his ex. Been, if she would have just been She just anywhere. needed to be always there so right. that it doesn't feel like – just like a facilitated moment. Right. It needs it, – it doesn't have the and, earned and, factor to it. And he you know, he conveniently gets his arm broken so that he has, has to go to, to the hospital yeah. and run into her. If she would have just been someone who was there somewhere, if she would have been at the hospital, right, and and you know she's kind of, I guess, elevated herself a little by becoming a nurse right. in a hospital, even though that's still got to right. suck. But it's like her the house best is better sock you know, right, that yeah, you can have or her, something, you yeah. know. And if she had just been at the hospital and he knew she was at the hospital, right. and it was just like you know maybe they only see each other every few months, right. But not That's like okay. she just yeah. appeared out of nowhere at right. exactly the right time, yeah, right? right? That that was just a little well, rough. It, and I just, I guess, I thought like if it had just, <clears throat> and you get a sense of Matt Damon stuff, but not everything. It just kind of makes you do a lot of the work for it. If if it had loaded up, <clears throat> excuse me, if it had, if it had loaded up a lot more on all the character stuff that was necessary and all the story stuff, you didn't have to get too allegorical because we get it. 
And then when it starts to hit that cruise control where just the action has to happen and, oh, you're a badass monster, i got to fight you. And right. that wouldn't have been so disengaging, but it just felt like it was riding too hard on what it was supposed to be telling you instead of what it should have told you Right. for me. Right. You know? I agree. And we are probably despite going really to – really liking it, like, like – sorry. Right, really exactly. Like, we, me too. We, we've got very specific things, and I see yours, and I feel mine. But I still had a lot of fun with it. And I know. If it's anything, to me, it's one of these films that we see every once in a while that's a little more frustrating because it could have been a lot better. Right, exactly. Anyway, and we are lose, we yeah. are definitely – we've got like 90 seconds left in the live Maybe. show, and yeah. we're going to go over a little bit because yeah. uh, I want to talk about this whole Entertainment Weekly thing real quick. Right, yeah. Because I find it a really significant problem with the movie and the overall story – and another thing that probably we could have fixed, but um, as I said, we're going to run out. So if you're listening yeah. live, you know, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, yeah. Uh, catch us on iTunes, subscribe, rate us, find us on Stitcher, yep. all that good stuff. Next week is going to be Kick-Ass 2. Right. And we, I, and we really are really looking, looking forward to, forward to it. That's going to be a lot of fun, so check and that out. if that one ends up sucking, That man, can't. It, 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 watch that one. We'll watch it for an hour, and then it'll turn horrible. And then, right. anyway. uh, and then I'm quitting. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week. Thanks. And yeah. uh, we're going to keep going because here's the thing. This, there's an Entertainment Weekly article. Right. And the problem that this specific article, it wasn't even like a review. It was just kind of talking about the ending. Yeah. And, and it was what I was thinking about the ending. Okay. And it, they just you know came flat out and, it. and right. said it. And here's the problem that I have with the ending. At the end of the movie, what what we do to fix the world, all we do is we make all the uh, people on Earth legal residents or legal citizens or whatever of right. Elysium, right. so that you know all the robots recognize them as citizens of equal status of anybody else on the Elysium. 1%, right. So they are the same. So they can, uh, you know, the president suddenly wants us to arrest the guy who's still there and the robot says, I can't arrest that citizen of right. Elysium or right. whatever. And, yeah. and another guy is sort of acting threateningly at another person who he sees as a citizen. So he starts taking right. down taking the guards, yeah. right. Or right. whatever. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they can get the uh, med pod used or whatever. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that happens, the computer sort of analyzes earth and right. says, Look at all these citizens that need medical attention, and it starts launching ships down right, with med bays set everywhere. up with huge right. amounts of med bays. And so here's the problem with that is that these med pods apparently uh, take no resource that is something that is limited. Right. They're just magic. Right. And you just could have them all over Earth all the time. And we're not running out of energy by letting anyone use the, anyone who wants to use them. We're not we're not using up medicine that costs money to make right. in order to give people the health care that they need. There's just these magic things that it's no loss to the one percent to let everyone have them. Right. We're just not because we're evil. Right. And and that's not anymore a legitimate analogy to anything. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, like kind of. It's I, like it's totally free magic chamber. Right. So why and not we're it? just not letting them have them just because we're evil. Well, we, we would not have anything less. Right. If they just they 
still don't even have to let them on Elysium. We right. can just, just still live on Elysium right. and have all the money. And right. whatever it is that it takes money to get, mm-hmm. we still have all that. We just shoot down a bunch of these bed pods right. and let everyone get healed. It wouldn't cost anyone anything. Right. This and, is, and, and that's a huge flaw is, for me. Well, I understand what it is. But again, the allegory of what it represents is different. And you can take this across the board in any film that works in like the magic, quote unquote. I'm doing this for you, right. but I'm making the air quotes for everybody right. on the air. Um, yeah, that makes perfect sense. We don't. There's no. It's not like it takes air or water or anything. And if if in a in a world where this existed and it did work as magical as it would be, even the one percent could benefit if it just said, "Look, you're going to pay fifty bucks and we'll cure you, or whatever, or five hundred, or whatever." They still get something for it. We still have to pay to use it. It's still free. It, it's like ridiculous paying for bottled water. You know, it's like there's water everywhere. You can have this. It's not like all magical and mystical clarifying. But it's missing that argument misses the very easy point, which is so much of this stuff, either in the film or in real life, when you look at what the 1% has and what the ones that don't have don't, it's a caste system. All it is is class. All it is is that human beings are reinforced through this example to show that of course it doesn't mean or make anything that we can't share it. We're not going to share it because we don't have to, because we're better than you. And if, if we're yeah, not better it, than it you... Doesn't, it doesn't work in a real-world comparison. It's like if you had Star Trek replicators and you didn't have to put anything in them. Uh-huh. They just magically made food. But we wouldn't right. give food to people for free just because we're evil. It doesn't cost anything. The things that people don't have yeah. now cost something. Yeah. And in the world that we've created now, it doesn't cost anything. And that the, for the, me there's no I agree. There's nothing you can compare that to in the real world no, of no, people no. who don't have stuff because everything actually does cost right. something because we don't have any magical thing. Let me try it a different way. I understand that. What this is saying is that in 150 years from now when things don't cost anything the 1% are still going to hold things over those who don't have it. It doesn't matter that it doesn't cost anything. What matters is you're not supposed to have it. No, I, I, I disagree. There, well, there's, okay. there's, there's, nothing to... that, there's nothing that's ever happened in the real world I'm not talking that, about the real world that is the same. But you, not, but you are. Not... You're saying in 150 years that will right. be the real okay. world, and that's how it will happen. Well, and in, it won't. In the real world right now, everything costs something for the most part. So right. we, can't, we can't imagine that. Okay, we can't actually imagine a time where money isn't needed because we don't need currency because whatever we want is available. Okay, we can't imagine that. So I'm not using that example. What I'm saying is those that have always want to put down those who do not, whether it's social, whether it's religious, whether it's economic, whether it's interpersonal, it doesn't matter. There are those who are always going to be, quote unquote, again, air fingers for everybody, better than you. And to substantiate that and to validate it, they're going to always have something you don't, even if it's free. The point here is for me, and I, I understand the argument, but it's like if somebody saw this film and was like, this is not a socio-political movie. This is just a sci-fi film. If they don't see the undercurrent, then I can't force them to. I just see it differently. No, this but, argument, but see, it makes this argument it, I see it as makes humans it have progressed com- to this point – it doesn't mean that it doesn't make sense. What it does is it makes sense because it doesn't make sense. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy of people's greed and status that says even when it's free, even when it doesn't cost anything, you can't have it because you're not us. No, that's so the you, whole point. Yeah, that's if that could be and the I whole point. I haven't read the article, so I don't know. But that could be the whole I'm point. Hearing, but then the whole point is wrong. 
and and obviously and, that's the whole and point. Untrue. That, well, then you're not making you're not making a political statement if your if your political statement is here's some stuff that wouldn't really happen. Yeah. And well, and this, okay. And this is the way that it wouldn't really happen, and it doesn't actually relate to anything about how the world is. That's not making a political statement. Here's a great example. If it if it just actually costs something in right. order to run the things, then it would be fine. Right. If it costs something to run the things, then what you're saying is the people who have a bunch of stuff are not going to share the stuff that costs something, right? Okay. And so, like, the people who really are billionaires now, yeah. they're not going to give all their money away until they right. only maybe make $100,000 a year. And the other $4 billion a year that they make, they're going to give all away to charity, right? Right. Because then it costs something. And, and that is relatable well, to the way the world is. That doesn't mean that they're evil. The fact that there are yeah. people who are rich and don't automatically share everything they have with everything does not mean that they're evil. If I they have that. something that's free to give away mm -hmm. and they're not going to give it away, then they're just evil. I mean, if they're yeah. holding on to this thing, that well, that's not a comparison to the way that the world is. Well, again, look, the, the comparison to the way that the world is today is it's it's scientifically backed that we could be off of, as an example, fossil fuels in a couple decades. But we're not going to be. And the reason we're not going to be is because those in power, those that have that, know that there are scientifically still billions of dollars of fuel left in the planet to mine and to get. Why abandon that for something that's better for the environment, better for the eco you know, all the ecological and financial systems all over the place? Why better things going forward in a real-world example when there's still so much that they can have from an old-world example? Yeah, the reason it, for that not is really, – It's still not really comparable. It still doesn't well, make you – I can't compare – evil. Here's the thing. I can't compare a magical pod that can fix death to anything we've got because we're not there yet. So if, if the argument in the article is suggesting that, then I can't give you anything. No, what I can say is that – You can. That's, that's the whole point. You can won. because <clears throat> what you're trying to compare is the, this situation yeah. to the way that the world is. That's how like okay. an analogy works, right? right? You're trying to compare this thing that's not real okay. to what is real. But if you make it so that it doesn't cost anything, you're changing everything too much. And it's not an analogy anymore. It's not related to the way the world is. I could, because if the story that you would have to say is that you would have to say the rich people could, mm -hmm. without any cost to them, yeah. feed everyone in the world. Okay. And they're not going to just because they're evil. Right. And that's not and that's comparable it. to the way the world is. It, that's not why the rich people yeah. don't feed everyone in the world right now. Right. They don't do it because it would cost all of their money. Right. That, I understand. That's different your than just pin, not doing it your because you're pin, evil. Your linchpin seems to be, from the article, the term evil and the application of it. Fine. I can right. concede that. That's fine. For for all I know, if I wanted to escape you know, the ridiculousness of you know, lightsaber strength, which is basically we're fighting over magic wands right now is to say, look, we don't know because the film didn't say it. But the film didn't say what the exoskeleton runs on for juice. Maybe that just uses air. You know, it didn't define its own technology to the point where, yeah, I see this argument. But again, 
from an allegory, from an allegorical point of view, I disagree with it 100% for the reasons I just said. From a real-world perspective about cost, maybe it does run on something. Maybe it does because you can't tell me what the exoskeletons ran on or what energy the spaceships used. You know, you just you accept a certain amount of the magic to go, and if they throw you a bone about the definition of it, great. The sidestep of this is I don't know that it isn't free. The, the supposition that it's free from the article is uh, I, maybe valid. I think, but, I think but look, the movie says that it's free. Uh, well, I think the movie says at the end when, then all when all of a sudden <laughs> we just shoot down the yeah. pods to Earth and start healing everybody yeah. is that we could have always done it and it wouldn't make any difference. See, I think that's an allegory for our own intentions. I think, of course, you're labeling cost to it, and I understand that. But again, if we, if we progress to a certain point and it becomes totally free to do something, human beings are still going to cast themselves in, in a that's role true. of a hierarchy. They, they so are. even when it doesn't cost anything, they're they not are, going to do stuff. They are, people are still going to be in like the haves and the haves, have-nots. Yeah. But what the haves have is not going to be stuff that's free. It's going to be stuff yeah. that you have. Yeah. It's going to be stuff that costs something. Yeah. You're, Maybe. You're, not, you're not better than somebody else because you're keeping free stuff from them. You're better than somebody else yeah. because you're, they can't afford the expensive stuff that you can afford. Well, and I slave, think, I think slave owners would have a different take on that. Slave I think owners there's who a difference. kept slaves and basically kept freedom, which is free from everybody, and basically just put themselves in a position to say, you're not free. You're under my thumb because I own you. Like, I think, I that, think this that's, argument – That's not at all the same. Well, I think having, it can be. Having we're not free gonna, food that could I, be for anyone. Well, I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about you know, free things like freedom. Like what? Okay. Well, this could go on for. We'll do this after the show, but you know, I disagree with the whole premise of it. Except if it's going to label them as being evil, sure, you know. But I just, I'll, I'll have to go read the article. I, I don't think, I, makes think a it, lot of sense. I think it makes a lot of difference for what the ultimate point of the movie is, and I think, yeah. it, I think it really negates the whole, the whole point really of what you're trying to say with the movie and what you're trying to say about the people on Elysium because. If you have all your people on Elysium and what they, yeah. you know, what makes them better is they have all the money and they have all the things that come with having a lot of money. Right. And that's why they're cooler and that's why they get to be yeah. on Elysium. Yeah. Then that makes sense as something that you can relate to the real world. Yeah. If the reason that they think they're better than people is that they're just evil, that is different. Than, I agree. Then I agree. That's than why I'm anything saying... that has anything that it can say about how the world is, right? I agree. Especially like with Jodie Foster. I mean, Jodie Foster is just evil, right? In herself, you're supposed to believe, yeah. And you know, she just wants to shoot down people, and she doesn't care right. who she kills. As you know, as far as we right. could tell, if she could just blow up the Earth she and would. still have her robots right. get built, she would, <laughs> yeah, right? She I would agree. just kill everyone. That's not like a statement on the 1% versus yeah. everybody else. That's a statement on evil people. Uh, like and, I said. and if you just make that like uniform to everyone, right. like if, if what they have is some way to heal anyone of anything mm -hmm. and it doesn't cost anything yeah. and they're keeping it, then they're just keeping it from the people on earth because they're evil, not because they're, yeah. not because they're rich. If it costs 
a lot to run that machine, right. then that would be different. If, sure. if at the end, you know, we could we could still only heal a few people because it would cost too much resources, right? Then that would be a different thing. Right. But if we just flood the earth with these things and they're landing right. all around the earth, healing everyone on earth, then the people who are keeping that from them are just evil and and not well, just rich people. Like I said a few minutes ago, and maybe you know maybe I unless the story quick. is just that being rich is evil. I mean, maybe the story is that if maybe you are is. a billionaire and you don't give away all your money, right. you don't then help, you're, you're evil, evil just by that, by proxy. Well, no, I said earlier, and maybe I said it too quick, that, yeah, I can concede if the argument in the article, which is what you're bringing up, which, by the way, at this point, I rate one star because I don't necessarily <laughs> agree with it. But if its, if its main contingent is that it's tagging people with evil, then, yeah, I, you know, I can – I just – you know, I all right, that's wrong. You know, I agree with you on that side, but – for me, the film does certain things and it represents certain things. And I think that a lot of what it's really trying to say is that, no, not everyone on Elysium is evil. What everyone on Elysium is, is used to being a world apart from what really is happening wherever they are. Now, the allegory here is that they're in space literally a world away. That's an allegory for them living on this planet because we don't really have – I don't think we have you know, this floating space stations for the rich yet. Even here, even the people that are in the 1%, they don't really live on this planet. They don't have the same difficulties you know, through medicine, through law. They can flout the law and break it and get out of it. Right. They can do all of these things. For me, that's what the film is about, which right. is – And there is I this think, system, just I like think District everything, everything it's trying to say along those lines works – Exactly right. right. Until the very end, when right. the spaceships launched well, down to Earth, you, I told you I thought the end became less of a sci-fi film and was now a horror movie. Because whether these pods are free or they're not, what it does is it the film starts off talking about the gross overpopulation, which every dystopian film always says we have, and right. we'll probably get there. Now all of a sudden, no one can die. Right. And now all of a sudden we're going to have to start eating each other because really what this does is this makes like a really good zombie film. Because if no one can die, whether you know it sucks that your daughter has leukemia like the girl in the film does, or through natural selection you just want to blow dry your hair in the shower. Well, right. There's and a process there, of weeding out there, the numbers. There better be, there better be replicators <laughs> right, because right. if we look at L.A., there's right. obviously no food anywhere. Right. It I mean, I don't mad. know where the food comes from, yeah. but there's no food being made <laughs> right. on Earth right. anywhere. Right. So yeah, now the they can't die. I want to go read this, but I saw it as a horror film. Like the moment you stop being able to get rid of death, that like that's bad. So right. anyway. Anyway, so yeah, that was great. That was not bad. <laughs> that was a great talk. Um, okay. So if you stayed around for that whole thing, thanks for listening to us. Right. And awesome. let us know your thoughts on the evil <laughs> right. inherent in, Elys in Elysium. Who's right. Send us an email. You can send it to uh, questions yeah. at areyouscreening.com or oh. to Mark Eastman at areyouscreening.com. Right. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts on Kick-Ass 2 coming up. Yeah. And, you know, I want to know what people think about that. But we will be back next week. Yeah. With that one, and hopefully lots of really good things to say. Right. Because oh, you know, it's been so. a while since we rated it. Once we really, really, highly, really rated right? one. Yeah. Anyway, um, thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, do subscribe and rate us yeah. and review us on iTunes. I just waved. And <laughs> bye. Yeah, and Shane says goodbye. Bye. <laughs> I'm all. 
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Yo, everybody get up! Everybody get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Yo, Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. 